Welcome to the Lojo Show. I'm your host, Richard Jones. I'm the founder and managing partner at BlackRock Engineering and Technology. I have over 22 years of cybersecurity experience, and I'm honored to be able to bring some of that experience to you. Today, we are going to talk about Edward Snowden. I'm joined today by my executive producer, Jonathan Logan. Howdy. That you got? Yeah. That's it. I mean, maybe I should come up with something else I say. I mean, you need some type of tagline. Some kind of type of, type of tagline? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah? Yeah, you really do. You need, like, a, a, something that, like, you know, gets you when you're coming in. Like, you know, the, 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 the morning show used to have for filming, right? You'd be like, hey. <laughs> so right. I should just say, hey. <laughs> no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. We'll come up yeah, with something. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Like yo yo, what's up? <laughs> you know what? The what's up? That might, that might work. What's up? That might work. And then we put, <laughs> then we put a picture on you. About the podcast. <laughs> Joke by Jonathan the Ludite. What's up? Scrawny white dude with glasses. <laughs> throw, throw a black rock gang sign or something. <laughs> yeah, make a black. Make a black rock. There you go. So we're talking about Edward Snowden, huh? <laughs> were you alive when Edward Snowden, like, when this all happened? Uh, that was 2013. So, yeah, I was alive. Jeez. Kinda, not really alive. I was born in 98. So, Man, I, kinda, I was around. You weren't really alive. I didn't have TV, but I was around. Were you, like, 10? Uh, thir- 2013, so 13. 10. I was 15. I just started high school and college. Are you 25? I'm 24. Oh. How old did you think I was? Like 12? I don't know. 20, maybe. Really? No, not really. Oh, I was like, dude. I knew you were 23. Or 24. And you had a birthday. I did have a birthday. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Snowden. God, it feels like a lifetime ago now. Is that guy still living in Russia? Uh, he... Last I heard he was in like the UK or something. Like living oh, in an embassy. That's the other guy. That's that. That was a. Uh, oh, that Assange. Was, uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, Assange. yeah, yeah. Which I'm not yeah. too familiar with. I him. think Everson is still in. Is still in. Is still in Russia. 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 I mean Russia. Mother Russia. We drink the vodka uh, and invade Ukraine. I have all the secrets. We are Russians. I have all the secrets. We are frozen in heart and body. <laughs> it is very cold. <laughs> so what do we got for Edward Snowden? You gonna tell us who he is? Yeah, so Edward Snowden was uh, born June 21st, 1983. <laughs> That's my brother's birthday. June 21st, 1983 in North Carolina. Uh, he was a computer science consultant for the NSA. He was hired in 2013 um, <clears throat> as an NSA contractor with Booz Allen Hamilton. Okay, so on May 20th, 2013, Snowden flew to Hong Kong after leaving his job at an NSA facility in Hawaii, and in early June, he reve- revealed thousands of classified NSA documents to journalists. Snowden came to international attention after stories based on the material appeared in The Guardian, The Washington Post, and other publications. Snowden made extensive allegations against the GCSB, blowing the whistle on their domestic surveillance of New Zealanders and acts of espionage under John Key's government. So he, kind of, he released documents of the NSA compromising the United States, and then he also uh, released documents um, and made accusations against the New Zealand government. So that's kind of like the very basic of it. Mm-hmm. But um, the State Department 
uh, unsealed charges against Snowden, two counts of violating the Espionage Act, Espionage Act, that's a fun word, of 1917 and theft of government property. Following which, the Department of State revoked his passport. Two days later, he flew into Moscow's airport, uh, where Russian authorities observed the canceled passport, and he was restricted to the airport terminal for over a month. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that movie Terminal. Did you ever watch that movie Terminal? Yep. That was a good movie. Russia later granted Snowden the right to asylum with the visa uh, residence for one year, which was subse- subsequently repeated until October 2020. He was granted permanent residency in Russia. So some people think that Snowden's a hero for releasing these documents. Some people think he's a traitor. Depends on your perspective. So we're going to get Lojo's perspective today. Before we continue with this great conversation, I've got to tell you about our sponsor, BlackRock Engineering and Technology. BlackRock recently launched an innovative new solution, Chief Information Security Officer as a Service, or CISO as a Service. This solution is tailored to small and medium businesses that may not have the budget or understand the need for a Chief Information Security Officer. BlackRock Engineering and Technologies professionals have decades of experience. BlackRock will fill in the gap for your CISO needs at a fraction of the salary of a C-suite executive. For more information, check out our website at www.blackengetech.com. Now, back to the show. So, you, I don't know if you ever remember those little toys, little prisms that, like, just look through the thing and you turn it and it just oh yeah the little wheel light. thing yeah kaleidoscope oh, right this. yeah 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 those little things right yeah, there yeah with the beads in it or whatever yeah so let, let, let's let's turn on let's turn on the face value component of this right bottom line is you, you had you had u.s secrets those u.s secrets were were given away you are not supposed to do that you are an individual that has a great responsibility as far as from a clearance standpoint um, you were working in a very, very sensitive area and stuff too for that, and you were working in an area that really, um, you know, was taking um, it was taking national security very seriously at that moment in that time, um, both in hunting for uh, potential terrorists, terrorist acts, or you know, people in question, uh, as well as using some of probably the leading edge technology in. Uh, being able to go through lots and lots of data and pull out what are possible, you know, what are possible leads and stuff for the government to follow up on. Um, in that, things like the Patriot Act and stuff too from there have been instituted that gave the executive branch and all those services and stuff that fall up under it the ability to do these things. So yeah, face value, yes, you, your actions and what has happened and stuff for that uh, are definitely, you know, uh, definitely illegal and can be definitely screwed as a as a uh, as a traitor. So yes, you, you really by the by the forms and the agreements that you sign and stuff when you enter into that into that world and enter into that life, yeah, you are a traitor. Okay. Right? Um, now, let's take that kaleidoscope and let's turn it again. So, in security and in providing national security and being a part of that apparatus as a contractor as well as even as a, um, you know, as a serviceman or as a civil servant, uh, you will see things that you question. You will see things that are on the borderline of, um, 
of uh, legal or illegal, you know, in that world. And one of the important apparatuses that we have in our U.S. is things like, you know, protecting whistleblowers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing all the details of what he had done in there, because all that is not, all that is not, uh, you know, uh, disclosed to us yet. Um, yeah, was he acting in a way of a whistleblower in some cases? Yes. Did he go about it the right way? Probably not. Well, I mean, Did he have any alternatives to do it in that way and get that information released? Probably not, because yeah. these types of things are areas that um, the government would like to say, you know what, let's bury that. <laughs> right. right. Let's let's keep that buried. Right. And that's you know those are some of the that's some of the that's some of the behaviors that you have from how our government operates. That's why we have compartmentalization and stuff too. Uh, in our government is to be able to separate that type of information so that it's not so easy to pull all that together and say, this is what they're doing. This is what the U.S. is doing. This is what the U.S. is really capable of, Mm -hmm. right? He was able to pull a lot of that information together and then release it. Right. And it was very damaging, Mm -hmm. you know, to really allowing the world to know how far our surveillance and uh, ability to um, surveil... uh, surveil citizens as well as non-citizens in foreign countries and domestic, uh, domestically, and being able to monitor their activities, both from phone, email, messaging, and everything else. So, so, so you're saying... Yeah, if you, have, yeah, if you have a concern about privacy, right, and the overreach of government and stuff from that, mm-hmm. this would definitely come down to, yeah, I want to be a whistleblower on this. And I know that this might not make its way out of that process because it is so sensitive to national security that those people know that they may want that program to be shut down. We, this may affect our relationships with other countries and stuff too in right. that when they find that. Countries that we might face-to-face say, yeah, we absolutely we absolutely trust you. And then on the back end, we're like, yeah, we're, we don't we're trust spying people. on you. <laughs> we don't trust these people, right? Right. And, but this is part of, I mean, this is, this has been part of intelligence and counterintelligence for, for years. That says 1917, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at our, when you look at things like our intelligence apparatus in the U.S., you have to understand that it is built on a model that was um, built by the U.K. and stuff too for years, right? And then also we've accelerated that model too as far as in the application of technology and stuff in it. So where it was that you had to probably have an agent that was on the ground, boots on the ground and stuff to get the other information that we're talking about as far as, you know, what is this person doing? What are they saying on the phone? What are they doing there? That used to be individual. <clears throat> those used to be individual um, warrants and subpoenas and everything else to get that type of, to get that type of data. Right. And Whereas his, now and it's his just leak. a turn of a button or sorry, it's just a turn of a knob or a click of a button to do it. Right. And his, uh, the documents that he leaked was evidence of the NSA's program where they are always monitoring you yes. and always doing that, and which is a blatant constitutional violation, and then some would say it's a human rights violation, but, you know, that's up for debate. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah, constitutional, mm-hmm. but also even the Patriot Act, too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases, there were, there were, uh, there were um, boundaries and stuff, too, that were set, you know, with that. And, yeah, so those were violated. But, you know, again, when we look at how uh, that's interpreted from there, mm-hmm. you know, going through the primary means of reporting that type of information and stuff, either through IG or whichever, and the means from there from a whistleblower standpoint, um, you kind of have that at your disposal. That's, what it's, that's what's at your disposal. 
even though he knew that probably wouldn't get out of that, <laughs> out of that, uh, you know, out of that stovepipe. Um, and that's why he went to the press, and that's why he went to journalists and stuff on that, because he knew that that would be the case, all right? But again, you have to rewind and put your, you know, have your hat on and what you agree to when you, you know, accept duties and stuff under, you know, under a clearance, and when you're read into programs and stuff that do sensitive, you know, activities and stuff like that, he violated that. Mm -hmm. So, just make sure I got this clear, so our listeners are on the same page. So, he was a whistleblower, and the fact that he blew the whistle on the constitutional violations was okay, right? You know, get to the other part later. Um, he He's a traitor because he released capability, or exposed capabilities of the U.S. government to our enemies. And... He's definitely a traitor because he signed because of the agreements that he signed and he didn't go about it the proper way. But you understand that why he would didn't go about it the proper way because he thought it would never come to light. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that kind of tracking? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really complicated it subject. Is, you can't it's, it's be. Not, it's not a black it's and white thing. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: people get conflict, not conflicted, convicted. Right when mm -hmm. there's conviction there that hey what we're doing is wrong or what is being done wrong there from an individual standpoint, right? Yet you kind of applaud in your heart of like okay yeah he he went he went that direction he wanted to report it he saw that sees that this is wrong and stuff from that, but the only problem is is that you've already signed the paperwork you've already signed the stuff and said hey this is what I'm doing you've already taken a pledge as well right. from that right so when you do that yeah by the letter of the law and by the letter of what you signed and what you did from that this is the consequence for doing. Mm -hmm. Right, following the process all the way through, as far as the whistleblower standpoint to its end, is painful, painstaking, and long, and uh, sometimes does not turn out right. Right, but that is what you have at your disposal. That's what you signed up for when you said, "Yep." Mm -hmm. You have to understand that when you work with an organization like the NSA or with our intelligence apparatus, that intelligence, constant surveillance, and stuff too from that end is paramount. It's paramount to our protection. Half the stuff that we're protected from, we don't know as normal citizens, right? And so these guys are going to see things that are questionable. There is a lot. It's really nice when things are black and white, but, you know, the world Yeah, the world's not black gray. and white, yeah. It can be very gray, especially when you're entering into that type of, uh, that type of environment. And when we look at that, let's say from a cyber standpoint, the cybersecurity capabilities and stuff too that the NSA and the U.S. has is absolutely, you know, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, what you can do and the capabilities that are there. We're not the only ones though in mm -hmm. the game, right? China has those capabilities. Russia has those capabilities as well. Um, so anything that we look at from a U.S. standpoint when we're in or in that mode of trying to protect our our, our homeland here. There's going to be those lines that you walk very delicately, and sometimes you might fall off to the right, sometimes you might fall off to the left of it. Mm. You know, um, but again, you've got checks and balances there. You have to use them. They might not seem they're working on the right amount of time <laughs> for people, but sooner or later they do get discovered, right? Um, you can see that in things like the Iran Contra affair, right? Mm -hmm. Those types of things. Yeah, they got away for it for like two years and stuff, but you know what? Eventually, somebody blew the whistle and. Hey, there was wrong. <laughs> that was right. going on, right? Yeah, 
you know, Margate, anything, when you kind of walk through those things, it does, it does work. It just doesn't work as fast as you would want it to. Yeah. Right? But that, that, that's pretty much government for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, exactly. Notoriously slow. Exactly. Painfully, notoriously slow. Exactly. Yeah. Just go to the DMV. You'll, you'll figure out how fast the government works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, kind of went through most of these questions, uh, just in the conversation. So last one which has been interesting to see before um, Trump left office, a lot mm-hmm. of people were petitioning for Snowden to get a pardon. Mm-hmm. Do you think he should get a pardon? And then why or why not? Um, my opinion on it would be that... Uh, no, that's a, that's a complex question. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because he did the right thing, but he did it the wrong way. But he also did beyond what would be considered the right thing. So he kind of did the wrong thing. There, there has to be some punishment in there. Mm. It really does. You don't think exile for the past decade no, is enough punishment? He's living a life. Sure. No, I mean, I, I think when you when you look when you look at this again, it's down to what you say sign up to do that you know you're going into a world of espionage you know you're going into a world of of that right you're, you're, you do you know that you're going to see some things that are questionable you know that you're going to do that but you know that also the focus is on national security mm-hmm. right so when you sign up to do that you are also accepting the fact that you're going to see that and that it's something you have to live with right just like you know just like every soldier right who, you know who goes into battle or goes into a fight and stuff from that right there's you would love it for the be perfect, right? That's that bad guy. One bad guy. Shoot one bad guy, we're dead. We're good, right? right? But when our soldiers and stuff too have to go out into, um, you know, into these urban areas and stuff too, and right, and there's civilians, and you don't know they're having to shoot kids that are twelve years old and stuff from there. That's yeah. stuff that we don't want to see in our press, but it's what's happening, right? Right. One of the things that we never really ever disclose as well as the U.S. is how many casualties really on their side, how many innocent casualties, right, mm-hmm. actually are there. We see other things, but we never see that full out number, right? So there are things that our soldiers come back with who have tried to stay within the literal law and stuff from that, but the situation out there did not allow them to do it, mm-hmm. all right? And some of them also get punished for that too, right? As far as, you know, rules of engagement and stuff from there, right? Oh, they got to shoot before I shoot. Well, this guy came running at me with a bomb. I shot him. Yeah. Right? Okay. You're in that situation. You're in that mod. So these guys have to go before courts and stuff, too, from that end to report and to go through what their actions were and stuff in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then they come out with, you know, they come out with, okay, here's a solution. You did this right. You did this right. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. It's consequences for what you did. We understand the circumstances from that. Here's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to go through that process. Okay. But he really does. He has to go through that process, right? And let that be how you litigate his life and judge, you know, from there, right? Mm-hmm. Of going through that situation. Yes, we know you signed up to do that. We know you signed up to do this. This is what you saw. You thought it was wrong. By the way, some of the stuff has been corrected now too, as well, right? As right. As taking, yeah. You know, taking some of those tools and stuff offline, right? That's there. So yeah, what you said is is useful from it, but you still violated the terms still of the agreement. The agreement. Yeah. Right. So no, no pardon. No, no hundred percent pardon. No. Okay. 
It's like a partial pardon, like a reduced sentence or something, maybe. No, I think there's a sentence that has to go along with it that fits. Well, that fits well in, you said, yeah. like, you're saying still a sentence, but, like, maybe not the full. Right, I, I can't. Treason, you can technically, you can be executed yeah. for treason. Yeah, you can be executed like, for treason, right. Right, so, yeah, they definitely need to go through what he did, why he did it, mm -hmm. right? What was the outcome? What did you do wrong? What's the punishment associated with it? All right. Yeah, so no, no, oh, so just to be clear, no overarching, no overarching uh, uh, clean acquittal slate. and clean slate. Okay. It's not there. All right. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. I have no opinion because no. I don't care, honestly. That's right. You're like 14. Right. I was 15 when it happened. And yeah. I mean, like, it's interesting and the, the morals is fascinating. Mm. But it's like, I won't have to deal with it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Unless I go into Spoken politics, like which a I true won't. Gen Z. <clears throat> yeah. Gen Z. I care about a lot of things, but if yeah. Snowden gets a partner or not, it's not one of them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's all for this episode of the Lojo Show. Today we discuss Eric, Sno mm, Eric Snowden. That's all for this episode of the Lojo Show. Today we discussed Edward Snowden, the moral, legal, and ethical aspects of his story. Let us know what you think of season two. And if you want to know... Uh, let us know what you think of season two. And if you want to be on the show, you can leave a comment on our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube pages. Or you can send us an email at officiallojoshow at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. In case you haven't heard, uh, go back and give a listen to our other podcast. Uh, we talked about uh, Big Brother and uh, privacy and kind of relates to this topic. So if you want to get a more rounded uh, kind of perspective of this whole theme that we've been talking about, go back and give it a listen. Uh, we also have the collaboration episode with Darren Mott from the Cyber Guy podcast, so we'd appreciate if you go give that a listen and uh, check out our YouTube page. We're going to have some uh, live stream other fun stuff coming out there. Great, Jonathan. That was so exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm the impediment, Im Im embodiment of excitement. Yep. That's all for this episode of The Lojo Show. If you want to help us out, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. With that, we will say goodbye, have a great week, stay safe, and stay secure.